What's up, guys? This is China Cool. I'm Lucy, and I'm Eva. And this week we are talking about Chinese rap. Rap music, China. What are they even saying? <laughs> What is this Chinese rap music? <laughs> Sounds like they're just saying ching ching chong. Well, first episode of China Cool Pod. We made it, boys. <laughs> And for our first episode, we thought, what better place is there to start than to talk about Chinese rap? Since it seems like it's been picking up. Oh, absolutely! In terms、yeah. of just how much people know about it. Yeah, and sometimes I can't tell if it's just because I've been talking about it more, and I feel like in my <laughs> head, if something's popular and I know if it's it. actually like ubiquitous, or if it's something that's just、right. in our minds all the time. <laughs> I think it has been gaining more popularity the past couple of years. Yeah,、though. I mean, if nothing else, Higher Brothers were able to tour in America,、oh, yeah. and、big. you literally flew from Minneapolis to Chicago <laughs> to go to that show with me. And I'm thinking about doing it again for Indian <laughs> Rising. It was so much fun. That was such a fun show. It was like half. Like people who are really into rap and not necessarily Chinese, and then it was half just like. Streetwear hypebeast <laughs> Chinese people,、oh, the best kind. <laughs> I love it. There was so much off-white and Fendi. <laughs> anyway, before we get too ahead of ourselves,、um, I think we should kind of take it back to the roots a little. Yeah, take it back, OG. Yeah, yeah. And with that, we probably need to start with MC Jin. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, he's a little before my time because I'm a child. But... Yes, I remember when he was rapping on 106 in Park. I don't even know what that is. <laughs> <laughs> so MC Jin, for those unaware,、um, he is probably you would say the first Asian American rapper that was signed on by any major label. He kind of started out in the U.S., but then moved on to Hong Kong because his album just wasn't doing as well as he wanted stateside. Yeah, and this all happened in like the early 2000s too. I think 2001 was when he was signed. Like, I feel like during that period, or like 90s to 2000s, was like that whole like kung fu crouching tiger concept of like. I mean,、Asian、don't、people. get me wrong, Crouching Tiger was a fantastic. Movie. Oh yeah, for sure. I mean, I haven't seen it. But... <laughs> Are you joking? <laughs> It's on my list. <laughs> I will get to it. But yeah, should we listen to some of his iconic? Oh yeah,、songs? let's do it. This one is called "Learn Chinese," the original Zhongguohua. <laughs> yes, that was a SAT reference. <laughs> yeah, Chinese and what? Yeah, you know who this is Jin. Let me tell you this: the days of the pork fried rice and the chicken wings coming to your house by me is over. Y'all gon' learn Chinese. Y'all gon' learn Chinese. Y'all gon' learn Chinese when the pumps come out. Y'all gon' speak Chinese. All right, we can watch his Freestyle Friday. Yo, 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 yo. Check. You wanna say I'm Chinese, Sonny? Here's a reminder. Check your tips. They probably say made in China. Don't make me get on his tip. It's straight kill ya. His name is Dolan 'cause all he rocks is silver. Do you stop following trends? Your girl must love alcohol 'cause she be swallowing gin. Oh、uh, yeah, yo, yo, yo. 
Yo, hey yo, I'm mad free. You acting like I ain't the one. Why you got me battling Bruce Lee grandson? Yo, I'm a star. He just a rookie. Leave rap alone and keep making fortune cookies. Look, I'm that guy. Yo, his mom was in menace to society, saying hurry up and buy. In the hood is where they'll find your body, dog. I'm the kid. You just missed the Miyagi. Look, I kick raps and spit fire. Yo, he just kick and be like hiya, dog. I know why your eyes is chinky. Cause you keep staring at my pinky, yo. I feel like, like whenever Asians do freestyle, like the person that they're freestyling against always takes like such cheap shots. Oh, 100%. Just cause like, it's so easy. Mr. Miyagi, Bruce Lee, like chopsticks. Hiya. Let's go, holla All right. back. All right. Good run. Yeah. Stand that was right a good there. run. Stand right there. Scoop. Scoop. Let me hear it. I never lose my pool. That's right. You look like Tony the Tiger. Tony the Tiger? Is this because he's in orange? Yeah. <laughs> that was kind of cute. At first I was like, Tiger? Crouching Tiger? And I was like, oh wait. Tiger Tony <laughs> Tony Tiger is the whitest tiger. My pants are new. My sweater is new. Don't be mad at Chinese kids dressed better than you. Man, I'm freestyling now. It's a rap. Matter of fact, you should ask Clef how to make your flow tighter. Better yet, pay him 20 G's to be your ghostwriter. I'm nice when I'm freeing. You ain't Yeah. I have a question. Is Tony the Tiger a man of color? <laughs> Should we move on? Yeah. Time for our next rapper? Yeah. Alright. Next rapper. Our next rapper is... Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> I have never heard of him in the past because I was born around the time all these OG rappers were... Coming Your in. notes say that this was 2000. I was basically you born alive. alive. I was based. I wasn't listening to Chinese rap <laughs> when I was like five years old, though. I mean, I was listening to Xiao Hu Dui when I was like three yeah, years old. I was listening to Richie Jen when I was four years old. Fair. When he was like forty. <laughs> Our next rapper is. Stop doing that. <laughs> <laughs> they are a rap group called Yin Tang. So, yeah, they came out around 2003 when I was what, five, six years old. So I don't know who they are, but... Whereas I was a very cool teen. Yeah, but... I did not know who they were. They are kind of multicultural, actually. So hmm. they did a lot of raps in China, like in Chinese, but there was one Chinese dude, one Chinese-Canadian dude, and two white dudes. Hmm. So, like, that's, like, heart to heart, but... I, I guess they don't have... I don't what know. What was that a reference to? I don't know. They were like a... Oh, 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 white K-pop band. <laughs> that made songs in English. Okay. K-pop style. I don't know. That was a... That sounds less cool. Yeah. But that's okay. That was not a good um, analogy, but... <laughs> yeah, they were working independently because censorship was pretty strong. Like, it still is. I'm sure it was even more mm. tight back then. But yeah, they have a song called In Beijing, which is a very, very, I don't want to say repetitive because I think that's kind of a negative term, but like it's very structured. They just keep saying In Beijing and they describe stuff. So it's kind of like the OG Made in China by Higher Brothers. Hmm. 
let's uh, take a listen. Give it a listen. Yeah, yes. to go on. Classic. Oh, yeah. oh, I see the white. That was a white guy talking in Chinese. Yeah, the original Da Niu. <laughs> oh dang! I think Da Niu probably existed by. Yeah, that's true. true. I knew it was. That's like the predecessor to One Li Tang Tang this beats so old school sounds. It is. Yeah. I love it when white people say nar. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like a lot of rappers, like, I don't know, they like were like 10 years behind or something. That's what I read some articles saying that mm. because of censorship, like they picked up things like 10 years later than mm. when things were coming so, out. So like this was like mid-2000s, but it's very 90s. Yeah. Because while like the cool 90s rappers yeah. were coming out with stuff, like none of the Chinese people were able to access it. It's mm. kind of sad. But then you get this sort of like resurgence of stuff in the 2000s. Yeah. I wonder how they met. I want to know mm. their origin story. Like how did these two like dope Chinese rappers meet these two white guys who are like, we too would like to <laughs> rap in Chinese. It's probably the Chinese Canadian dude. Maybe he was the. Are the two guru. white guys Canadian? Uh, maybe. I'm not actually sure. Man, flashbacks to when I was in Beijing for a summer studying abroad, except not studying. Just <laughs> Zai Beijing. Out, just hanging out in Beijing. Zai Beijing. Hanging out with the students. Zai Beijing. <laughs> I don't study at all. <laughs> cut that out, cut that out. <laughs> I guess 2003 they would have known already. Well, yeah. yeah. Wait, 2003 feels so much long, longer ago than like 2008. Well, yeah. Five whole years. Yeah. It's but... like a quarter of your life. Oh, shoot. You're right. I love how. Wait, is this like. Sound. Is this kind of like Beijing playing me, except mm, a little more aggressive? Because it's kind still of. like a tourism ad. Like, I'm telling so. you all the spots in Beijing that you should go to. <laughs> Maybe. But this is still, like, underground, so I doubt it was, like, government-sponsored or anything. Oh, there's no way. Yeah, they just are really proud of their culture and heritage. Yeah. And, I mean, the Chinese dude and the Chinese-Canadian dude and the two white dudes is really like Beijing, which yeah. is dope. Feel that. Nice. Yeah. So they're, like, probably the group that didn't... Not that they started hip-hop in China, but they're, like, the first ones to be like explicitly hip-hop because there are some artists like around that time like rock artists i think that kind of did like rap singing so i feel like that happens a lot in chinese music yeah but, i feel like the way mm. the language and the actual structure of the language itself mm. and how music had been existing it made it really easy for people to kind of go into this like quick pace heavily rhythmic singing yeah. that's rap adjacent yeah <laughs> that's true it's a very punchy language. yeah like, it's like word 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 there was some comedian who was saying how mandarin is like chopping vegetables mm. like <laughs> that's korean <laughs> 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 
Alright, anyways, we're gonna move on to our next rapper is I don't like that. <laughs> Alright, um, but the next rapper is MC Hot Dog. He's yeah, go. Yes. In America we have a Snoop Doggy. In China we have MC Hot Doggy. I don't know if that's what he said. Can you not? I I feel offended. <laughs> Snoop Doggy. <laughs> Wait, who said that? I don't remember. DZ. <laughs> oh, that's right. In the Nardmore interview. <laughs> that's right. Yeah, our next rapper is MC Hot Dog. He, I guess he started off around the same time as the other ones. Earlier, probably. Oh, that's true. Yeah, he yeah, was. he was underground for a while. Yeah, since like the 90s. Did, yeah, but he's still he's still going right now. Yeah, I think out of the he was three. a judge on the rap with China. Oh yeah, you're right. Yeah. He gained a lot more. He got a lot more popular around the same yeah. time as the other two rappers. So like early two thousands were like pretty bumping. Yeah. And, and at a certain point, he became almost kind of mainstream. And to be honest, I wasn't really a big fan um, when he um, when he had more of those mainstream tracks like Why Time A. Um, I was not. Really All right, that song got banned by the government, though. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah, was for- it because of like the content was kind of explicit? Oh, for sure. He's like known for having pretty explicit content, though. Like it's yeah. on his Wikipedia page. <laughs> I think that is- that's how you know it's true. Yeah. But um, pretty recently, the Chinese government put out like a list of songs that were banned. Like this is in like maybe 2015, and there are oh. at least four or five of MC Hot Dog's songs on there. Oh dang! But then that's just in 2015, so. Even earlier on, there were like there was more, but I think most notably it was Wai Tai Mei or I Love mm-hmm. Taiwanese Girls. So I guess you can kind of guess what that song is about, but yeah. I've never actually listened to the song in its entirety, so I kind of want to listen a little now. Okay, we can give it a go. The song's so like soft. Like it sounds like it's gonna be nice, you know, and then it's gonna oh, I love country Taiwanese girls. I think I know what they mean. I just know that one line was like, I'll take you to the clinic if you get pregnant. That's the only line I know. kind of nice, I guess. But he was also like, this is going to be a one-night stand, but I guess I'll take you to the clinic if you get pregnant. That's kind of nice, though. Bad places? Ah, like... Dark corner of a club. <gasps> when did this song come out? Early 2000s. Because it's like a little bit 90s. Yeah. But... Oh, 2006. Oh. I guess for 2006 China, this is pretty like, whoa. Yeah, this is like put out now. It's, yeah. It probably wouldn't be. And I think because it was like Taiwan, mm. it also is a little less conservative. Like I can't think of any like mainland Chinese artists that were like pulling bras out of their pants in a music <laughs> video. Oh, I didn't even notice that. <laughs> he literally pulled it out of his track pants. He's literally saying like, throw your bras up here. 
Oh, that's how he ended the video yeah. by blocking up the camera with the bra. Amazing. Yeah. No, but after um, I did, I guess, a deeper dive on MC Hot Dog, there are actually a lot of tracks that I thought were pretty good. Like his old stuffers. Um, I think they were newer. Like the one off the top of my head that I remember really liking is Chop Delicious. Oh, that one's really like, good. I forget that one's MC Hot Dog. Yeah, because like in my head, I associate Y Time A with MC Hot Dog, which means like I just think he's like this kind of annoying playboy kind of dude. So when he has a song that's like a little more somber and serious and like introspective, I'm just like, oh, right, that's the same dude. So I guess that's my bad for not accepting the fact that a man can have depth and like <laughs> multi- multiple like dimensions of self. <laughs> but you know. Yeah, I forget that that song was by him. Like I listen to that song like almost regularly. Yeah. And I tried doing it in track. karaoke. Did yeah. you really? Oh, you were there. It was in China. Oh right. And, like, when mom, you failed. Yeah, mom was there. I I said, Well that was a child and all the and then I was like, Oh, I can't do it anymore. That's that's as far as I got. <laughs> Four words, very good. And it's the name of the song. <laughs> the words that he repeats throughout the entire thing. Good. Wow, moving forward from the OG, I think it would be remiss if we did not talk about the movement that's happening right now yeah. in Chinese rap, and specifically being rap from Chengdu, yeah. which is the capital of yes. Sichuan, which is a province in China, southern China, with yes. the pandas. And spicy food. Yeah. So that's kind of what they're known for, I think. Like <laughs> pandas and spicy food. Like And now rap. Yeah. Very cool. Yeah, they've got a Chengdu rap collective called CDC or Chengdu Shuchang Hui Guan. Good job. Thank you. I can read Chinese. <laughs> yeah, one thing that I think is super cool about rap in Chengdu is just how they use their local dialect to their advantage. Yeah. Like TV newscasters, people on TV, um, when they speak in Chinese, it's what we call Putonghua, just just Mandarin. Yeah, Mandarin, like, standard dialect. But then in the different areas, everyone has, like, a different dialect. Some sound very similar to Putonghua or Mandarin, but some sound like a completely different language to the point where unless you're familiar with the dialect, it's kind of hard to understand. Um, Sichuanhua, I would say, is like somewhere in the middle. Yeah. Like, it's not impossible to understand. Yeah. I feel like Sichuanhua is kind of like the Chinese equivalent of a southern drawl a little bit. Yeah, it kind of is. I think it's because of the hot weather there. (laughs) Like, the hot weather plus, like, specifically Sichuan, like, the mouth numbing food yeah. that they like to eat, it just like lazies your mouth down a little bit, maybe. Mm. And like your tongue just doesn't move quite as much <laughs> when you're forming your words. Yeah. But yeah. it makes for some interesting rap then because it's not as like punchy as Mandarin. So yeah, like, like we were talking about like that vegetable cutting yeah. Mandarin. Like you don't get any of that yeah. in the Sichuan dialect. It was like cutting jello or something. <laughs> or like mashing potatoes. Um, <laughs> yeah, so they just drag out their syllables more, and I think with modern rap, it works a lot better because old school yeah. rap, I think, is still kind of punchy. It's got that like very rhythmic, yeah. Mm-hmm. But then with like modern day trap ish music, I yeah, think like even in English language rap, like there's so many rappers that are 
so mumbly. Yeah, I don't know what they're saying. <laughs> I need subtitles for that. Yeah, but like they have the sick beat that has the same kind of like rhythm that you expect in a rap track yeah. or in a hip hop track. But instead of getting that punchiness from the vocals, you get it from the beat. Yeah, I think and it's even more punchy than the old school beats. Like yeah, with the bass. <laughs> I mean, you have the technology for yeah, it. Yeah, right. yeah, that's cool. So, when talking about rap from Chengdu, Higher Brothers yeah. is where we have to 100%, start. Hundred percent. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, we already mentioned them a couple of times earlier. It's really but... hard not to when yeah. we're talking about Chinese rap. Yeah, I feel almost kind of bad because when I first heard them, I was like, "What is this Chinese rap music? What are they rapping about?" <laughs> What so are they you were the saying? white girl in the really beginning was. of that track. <laughs> I really was. And I was like, this is so weird because I was so used to like, oh, Chinese rap can't be good. Like, yeah, that's what I was thinking because um, there was this track that was by one of the members of Higher Brothers, Mellow, that he put out by himself. He did this, it's like kind of messy sounding, but still sounds cool, but it's uh, a track that he did about Uber. And just how he's gonna oh, take yeah. Uber all the time. I play it for you. Um, but I remember when I first heard that, my friends and I, we all laughed at it. Like, mm-hmm. not because it didn't sound good, we just thought it was so ridiculous. It's like the novelty of Chinese rap. Yeah, and I wonder if that's like part of our conditioning, just thinking that like Chinese rap can't be good. Oh yeah, I think 100%. Like I'm still in the mindset that Chinese music and pop culture at least is like 10 years behind. So stuff that's being put out now, like, oh, this isn't cool anymore. But then we listen to some of like the newer Higher Brothers stuff and the new album that 88 Rising, their agency, their mm-hmm. management, their squad. <laughs> they just dropped a squad album yeah. and it is fire. Yeah, I like, didn't expect anything good out of it, if I'm going to be honest. like When it first came out, I was like, oh, 88 Rising. Like, yeah, but mean? then I heard it and I was like, these are like legit summer jams that can literally be played at a McDonald's and people just be like, oh yeah, this is music. This is good. Oh, this is stuff that I would listen to. Yeah, Midsummer Madness is like my top scrabble track on Last FM <laughs> the past seven days, which is a big deal. And I think it had like seven plays or something. That's, that's a good amount for me. <laughs> what would you say is your favorite Higher Brothers track? Ah, that's that's hard. Sometimes I'm feeling OG and I gotta go with Made in China. Just because lyrically, I think it's not... I think I know the most words. Oh, yeah. (laughs) My chance to go watch Made in China. We play ping pong ball Made in China. Made in China and WeChat know the most words, I think. I forget about WeChat sometimes. But then every time I open WeChat... (laughs) Every time I I hear the text alert, I'm like, Huh? We hire? We hire? (laughs) There's no Skype. <laughs> and it happens all the time when I'm like around Chinese people. Even when I'm at home, like when mom has her uh, text tone on. Yes. I'm like, oh, hire. We hire. We, we hire. hire. <laughs> what the f? Hey, it hire. It hire. It hire. There's no Skype. No Facebook. No Twitter. No Instagram. 
we use WeChat. Yeah, yo, case, tell me your WeChat number. Yeah, I really like Aston Martin, actually. I didn't. I don't know cars, so I don't know. And I didn't know what an Aston Martin was until this. <laughs> and I was like, "Who's Aston Martin, and why are they rapping about him?" And then I was like, "Oh, that makes a lot of sense. It's a car." <laughs> I think I'm still just a really big fan of Seven Eleven. And it's also really weird how different Uzi's voice sounds when he's singing oh, yeah. versus when he's like normal rapping. That's and then also crazy. when he's like rapping so hard. <laughs> he's yelling. He's yeah. going for it. That song, I don't think I say I enjoy it the most, but mm. like they were talking about how they like, go to 7 Eleven, there's like sentimental value behind that. I was yeah. like, oh, that's kind of sweet. It's really sweet. And like, no matter how like annoying we kind of feel like they are with their obsession with streetwear and things <laughs> like that, or like how cool they seem to like, it seems like they're acting like trying to act cool when they're on stage and things like that. But at the core, I feel like these are just like a couple of nice boys who oh, are like yeah. really kind and care for their families oh, and yeah. are like so thankful for everything they have and they're like so humble and nice and I it's weird. Yeah, like that one video we just watched last night with Ty when they're like robbing a bank, they're like, yeah, yeah, streetwear, and they're like, they look so ridiculous, but then after they take the money, they bring it back to their parents. I mean, that's fiction, but like, but, yeah, they, they wrote that. That's true. Like, mm -hmm. They just seem like very nice boys. And mm -hmm. I wonder if that's like part of growing up Chinese and being taught about values like filial piety, oh, yeah. Shaoshen. <laughs> and it's like community yeah. and caring. Yeah. They're soft boys at heart. Oh, 100% though. 7 Eleven is such a soft song. It is. Who's your favorite brother? <laughs> <laughs> um, I like the blue one. <laughs> on the fridge oh no that's the, that's the white one <laughs> the one in the blue pants <laughs> oh you're talking about the, the higher electronics <laughs> i'm trying can, to be funny can I, can I just say how much i love their logo with the two the, higher oh brothers doing a dab i wish <laughs> they made pins of it because i would buy the hell out of it oh 100 <laughs> i would pin that to my face <laughs> I'll put one on every backpack I own. I appreciate Masui the most, though. Yeah. Like, I think he's ridiculous, but in, like, a endearing way. I mean, yeah. Like, they call him, like, the ladies' man of the group. He <laughs> seems so shy. Dang it. Dang it. He got me. <laughs> it's, it's the nose ring. <laughs> oh, no. Are you sure it's not the McDonald's logo tatted on his neck? Oh, my God. <laughs> what other rappers can we talk about from Kindu? Uh, there was like an NPR article put out just a couple months ago about it, which is cool. They made it. They're on NPR. They as in Chindu rap. Yeah. In general. Yeah. There's a lot though. There's um let's see, I'm just scrolling through it right now. There's this guy named Cafe Who? Cafe with a K. That's edgy. Mm -hmm. Like um, Kale with an F. Kale what? <laughs> <laughs> 
No. Um, TSP. Yep. We got Young Thirteen D Baby. Whoa, that's a long name. That's cool. He looks like a baby. <laughs> Is it? Oh, Bohan Phoenix. Bohan Phoenix. Yeah. But then he was also a Hubei de Shanghai. Ooh. But his whole concept is Jawa, yeah. which is very Sichuan. Yeah. Sichuan is much louder. Oh, that's true. Maybe he grew up there. Yeah. I grew up in but then America. he grew up in America. What's the truth? <laughs> Bohan Phoenix, if you're listening, please call <laughs> us. Is anyone listening right now? Please tweet at Kangaroo Canal. <laughs> I mean, tweet at China Cool Pod. I'm not promoting myself here. Not quite yet. <laughs> I don't have clout. <laughs> There's like a whole collective though, and Mello from uh, Higher Brothers was a really big part of that. Like around the time he put out Uber. Mm-hmm. So uh, yeah, that's kind of how Masue and Sai P, I think, found Mello. Or not found, I guess, because he was. Well, that's there. how they all like got yeah. connected and started working together. Yeah. And they have a Facebook page, ironically. I huh. thought about liking it, but I don't know if that would do anything. <laughs> <laughs> if I would get anything out of it, but I don't even know if it's official, but yeah. it's there. Yeah, a lot of that article and just like based on common knowledge, like it talks about like a lot of censorship and mm, government yeah. regulation, especially of hip hop, is kind of seen as like a countercultural type of movement in some ways, yeah. or anti-government even. It's like, is it just because they? Is know. it just like money, or is it because rap and hip hop culture is very like? you say what you want to say and in a them. culture of censorship they just don't want that kind of expression yeah pretty recently like earlier this year though like china banned hip-hop from television which is a very sweeping yeah action, like I think. what counts as hip-hop so what counts much- as television these days <laughs> that's true like, this is so broad, and I, I feel like it's just, like, yeah. a, to make a statement, but it, essentially they're saying that, like, hip-hop promotes countercultural and anti-government sentiments, and they're just, like, tasteless and obscene. I think that's a big part of it, too, just because they're seen as, like, degenerates. Yeah, like, like, lots like, of guns, lots yeah. of guns. Like, it's is like part of rascals. it racism? I'm sure, like, yeah. Like, anti-black sentiments. I'm sure that's part of it too, and and because it's so tied to America, like I think if it were to but get like on, China's like so into America, American culture though, because if they get into American culture, the next step is capitalism. <laughs> I feel like China's into America specifically because of the culture, not because of the politics or anything like that. True. Like true. Chinese people love Hollywood and American mm. TV shows. And like pop stars and things like that, mm. but rap and hip hop is like the only subsection of that culture that isn't as well received. Mm. Maybe because it's so new to to China, it's and it's just like reacting to it. Yeah, and, like, and I guess Chinese like, music has always, just, at least as far as I know, has always been like so nice. Yeah, just like calm and nice. It's for background listening like i feel like people don't listen to music for a message or they don't like go to concerts the way that at least two of us like to mm-hmm. and a lot of other people i'm sure <laughs> this is very soft yeah like, and all of a sudden this hip-hop like chinese hip-hop is so much louder yeah. and it just seems like noisy yeah especially the more trap yeah, and a lot of the Sichuan rap is 
so trappy. Yeah. And, uh, oh, here's a small snippet of what the Chinese government said. They said, absolutely do not use actors who heart, whose heart and morality are not aligned with the party and whose morality is not noble. And by party, that's the Communist Party. Do not right. use actors who are tasteless, vulgar, and obscene. Actors whose ideological level is low and have no class. Actors Ooh. with stains, scandals, and problematic moral integrity. Wow, they, they go on for it. But also, like... It's so so broad. Yeah, what does what does it mean? Like nothing is actually defined. So I think it just leaves a lot of room for people to I guess discriminate Mm -hmm. without having like the strict guideline. Yeah. But one that is a strict guideline is tattoos. Mm -hmm. Right? No visible tattoos. Yeah. Yeah, so that's uh based because of all the censorship and like the rules, I think most Chinese rappers just they just end up rapping about money. Because yeah. that's kind of like a, it's not seen as much as like, a, oh, you are being a bad person. It's like, oh, they like money. Cool. Does that mean that the higher brothers can never be on TV in China because they all have like neck slash face tattoos? Unless they like do body paint, pull up Brockhampton, <laughs> blue body paint. <laughs> they blued themselves. Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> No one ever understands that reference when I make it, so I feel awkward when I say it. Really? I feel like everyone knows that reference. A lot of people don't. Like, I'll say, like, ha, ah, blew myself. And they're like, what? I'm trying to be funny here. How do you even define rap culture? I don't know. It's How like, much of it is tied to black culture? I think where we are right now, it's still, like, very heavily tied just because, in some ways, I think it is still kind of new. Like, it didn't really start picking up until, like, 80s, 90s, maybe? I don't know. I don't really know my rap history super well, but uh, yeah, I think at this point it's still like non black rap artists have to like juggle that line between like appropriating versus appreciating. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times does end up becoming appropriating because people don't like think about the way that rap music was used as like a form of liberation in some ways, I think. And just like black music black culture in general and i think uh, like we're still getting there where people are able to make rap their own and not like rely on quote-unquote black cultural elements yeah no and i think one thing that's like especially cool about rap is how much it kind of hinges like good rap versus mediocre rap like so much of it is based on how well a rapper is able to play with language mm. so i think rap becoming more global is super cool because yeah. you can hear even if the underlying beats are really similar you can hear how the nuances in the different languages mm. whether it's just pronunciation alone or even like grammatical things affect flow so one thing mm. i always thought was cool was in languages like Japanese and Korean where the verb is at the end of the sentence oh, yeah. when you conjugate the verb in the mm-hmm. same tense it rhymes like five syllables yeah. and I always thought that was so cool <laughs> and then in Chinese I feel like it's really cool because there's so much just like history in the language itself so when um, rappers use like or they um, make so rap, many puns like, out yeah of that. Like, like with the idioms or the different legends and mm. stories and things like that like there's just so much history that can be pulled into like four syllables mm. and when you do that and then you make a pun a 
from it and then you rhyme it with something else. It's just like, wait, can I hit pause and figure out what just happened? Too much. Like, I am not smart enough for that. (laughs) That's why we need, like, extra, like, super genius for Chinese (laughs) Well, We were talking about TV, though. We kind of mentioned it earlier, like, Rap of China. And we just watched a clip yeah. yesterday. That was the first time I watched an actual clip from it. Oh, really? I watched, like, the intro to it before, but it was just people, like, walking into the stage. Like, yeah. it's, like, the same concept, like, The Voice. Like, right before auditions, were like, thousands of people send in their auditions. Who will be the next voice? Or whatever. I don't know. It was like that, but the Chinese people in streetwear. <laughs> of course. So that was all I kind of got to like, watch. that's a big part of that culture. Oh, yeah, for it's sure. It's just being really cool in what yeah. you wear <laughs> and yeah. some people like you can tell their outfits are like so calculated yeah. it's like they went on hypebeast.com and copied someone's outfit <laughs> <laughs> or other people it's just like wow that looks so effortless and cool mm-hmm. and how do i become that mm-hmm. <laughs> without having ten thousand dollars to spend yeah. Like every month on clothes. <laughs> yeah, Rap of China is. I think it's super cool. I wish. I don't even know if it's still going. Is it? No. Yeah. I mean, rap is banned. Oh yeah, you're. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> oh, so sad because I think that was definitely one of the biggest things that made rap more popular in China. Yeah, for sure. No thanks and- to Chris Wu, <laughs> the the one and only rapper who doesn't rap. He kind of raps. He does a talk rapping thing. Yeah. Which, which is rap, I think. Yeah. yeah, it counts. And honestly, I feel like it's because of the rap of China and this recent surge of rap in Sichuan that mm. brought hip hop culture to the attention of like the national government. Yeah. Had it not become like a bigger thing, I don't think like this hip hop cultural ban or yeah. censorship or whatever. So you know you made it on. in China. Yeah. You get banned. <laughs> I don't know if we can say it like that. But, <laughs> but then there's also some government backed uh pop culture, like government backed oh, yeah. rappers. It's so strange. It's it's essentially just like messages of the communist party. <laughs> And yeah, I found one. They're called Tianfu Shi Bian. And I don't really know what that means, but they basically have a song where they talk about how great China is. Oh, interesting. Yeah, it kind of it kind of bumps, but yeah. is it also wait, did it say it's also from Sichuan? Whoa. Yeah, they are. But it's like a patriotic song. Interesting. Yeah. Oh nice. You can tell it's on CCTV out. and the quality is good, so yeah. The song's called This Is China for the Communist Youth League. Oh, is it English? Regardless of all the prejudice in the past, today I want to restore the impression you have on my country, China, which have been exactly fabricated by media for such a long time. Um, I think it's really weird that it's in English. Is this like a tourism ad? First things first, we all know that China's developing country. It has large population and it's really hard to manage, especially after World War II or most perish. I mean, what I say is true, war is always scary. It is real that the pollution is severe at the present stage. In big cities like Beijing, Tianjin, always I like how they snuck in, like, there's always pollution, though. Yeah. The cinematography is very, very CCTV. No, the cinematography is 100%, like, Beijing Beijing Whiting. Yeah. The scene's very safe, too. Like, the beat is very pop. It's very, like, pop mainstream. It sounds... It sounds mean. 
But it sounds like if you gave a robot or an alien like just a billion samples to listen mm. to, and it's like, please produce me a rap. <laughs> like it's not technically bad, but like there's no no like soul. Yeah. It reminds me kind of of like early two thousands rap mm. that was just like average. Yeah. This is pretty new though. It's like two years old, maybe. Oh really? Yeah, twenty sixteen. Weird. Oh, there's even a little note on YouTube that says that this is funded in whole or in part by the Chinese government. Yeah, that's, this is the first time I've seen a video. I've never with seen that on YouTube. Yeah. yeah. Okay. We did not make it through that whole video. <laughs> Sorry, Chinese government. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. After that, I think it's time for a break. Yeah. We are back, and we are going to jump into our next segment that we call Growing, Growing Up Chinese. We're talking about Chinese-American nostalgia. Things um, we miss about our childhood. That are things are just weird about our childhood. Yeah. And I guess as a disclaimer, um, we mentioned this in our trailer but even i are sisters so we recognize that our experiences are not universal (laughs) that was a kimmy schmidt reference if that was not universal either (laughs) so uh, the first thing we have to talk about chinese school every Uh... freaking saturday Oh man. Do you remember how early it started? I actually don't. I, okay, ours was different though because in the morning the Taiwanese people used the building. Oh, that's right. So they were like maybe 8 or 9 a.m. until noon. So I don't think we had to we go had until afternoon. Classes, yeah, because right? we would go after lunch. Yeah, I remember I would like wake up kind of early if I had to like cram in whole yes. time studying. Yes. And then like I would be crying all the morning. I was like, ah, things too much. Okay. Speaking of tingxie, oh, which God. literally means listen, write, where the teacher will say a word and you have to write the word. So Eva, did you cheat? I actually did not cheat on any of the tingxie. Really? I cheated on an actual test. <laughs> How did you cheat? Okay, so there was a word. I remember, I think it was the word jiao or whatever, the one that looks like bian, but is it? <laughs> <laughs> Joe, I didn't know how to write it for some reason. I was like, which way is it going? Or is it that or shell? It's shit, shell, the shell. school. But I like could not remember for my life. I could not. And I was like, I need to ace this test because I'm a smarty pants and I need to. So then. Are not smart enough? Okay, but I got 90 on that test, so gang gang. <laughs> but you said, how did you cheat though? I uh, had my backpack next to me, right? So I reached into my backpack, took my textbook out, flipped to the right page, looked at the word, <laughs> closed the book, put it back in my backpack, pushed my backpack under my desk, and wrote down the word. Very, very complex process there. Okay, you cheated on one word and got a 98, which means that you were already kind of a smarty pan. I'm so smart. <laughs> which means that there's no way anyone in the class would have thought that you were cheating exactly but i straight up took my textbook out so i don't know how anyone that's amazing i don't know how i had the guts to do that i was so brave in first i had a couple of tactics the one i remember most fondly (laughs) um (laughs) so this was back in like 2002 
So I had this pair of Aeropostale track pants. <laughs> <laughs> and like if you had something in the pocket, you can kind of see it through your uh, um, through like the outside layer because it was kind of translucent. So I would write a bunch of words on an index card and put it in my pocket. <laughs> and when I needed to see it, like you can't see it normally, but if you push it against like the top, oh, like right I against see, like the thin fabric, you could see through it. That's so clever, though. I'm so smart. Clearly not smart enough. <laughs> <than the G. laughs> You know, the only person you're cheating when you cheat is yourself. That's true. I really wish my Chinese were better. <laughs> should have crammed in the morning with me and the father. <laughs> he taught me mnemonics. Like for yanjiu the yan for like investigate. If you open a rock, then you can investigate it. Because the word is just rock on the left and open on the right. See, Papa Chen teaching me nuggets of knowledge. Papa Chen teaching us at home, but Mama Chen oh, was a legit <laughs> Chinese school teacher. Oh, me only for a semester, though. She never taught me. Oh, you lucky. Yeah. That no. was the most chaotic class I've ever been I in. I heard mom is, like, kind of a hard teacher. Oh, I'm sure. Like, she it. takes everything really seriously, and she won't give you, like, a decent grade just because you, like, tried or something. She'll yeah. be like, you used the wrong duh. Five <laughs> points off. <laughs> see that yeah the class that i was in with her was the most chaotic class ever because there are these two like kind of rowdy kids who are yeah. in it and like they just sat in the back and would just troll around but like mom has like very little patience and she just like hates it but then in a way that kind of just encourages them more because like kids I, are dumb i had to like, ta from mom though oh i remember that yeah oh, i remember you were my ta and i kept making fun of you oh my god yeah i forgot about that i think i tried to wipe it from my memory because you were so rude <laughs> what did i do yeah, i just I remember Alec. i just remember like clapping a lot and like laughing that's all i remember i think i would clap when you went to the front of the room or something something but like that's that that's something i would still do right now <laughs> yeah that was like the weirdest thing about chinese school like all the teachers are either your parents or parents, parents. Your friends yeah. and just like being in their class or being their ta and, like, we all needed our volunteer hours for high school for our, like, college apps or something. Yeah. I did that in middle school, and I didn't log it anywhere. Freaking nerd. Mom made me do it. I graduated in seventh grade, and then eighth grade mom was like, you should do a volunteer TA. And another very iconic thing with Chinese school are the SAT classes. Oh, that's what I did. Um, oh, no, 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 that was AP, but I definitely did take SAT classes. I what? never took any of the tests, though, that I took, like, classes for. I took SAT math, I think, and I might have taken SAT Chinese, but I never took that test. I, I took, like, SAT classes where it was general, just, like, teaching you Latin roots and building your vocabulary. That's um, it was so much, especially because I started in like seventh grade. Okay. How many classes did you take for Chinese school? How many remember. course credits did you take? I don't remember. I think just two. Okay. I think those was Chinese and then um, something else, um, just so mom could drive me home um, because yeah. mom would be teaching both. Chinese school is four class periods, right? It's so like Chinese so. was two, two. And you could take two electives. Yeah. I took chess one year. Didn't you take dance or something too? Oh yeah, that was like <laughs> miserable, but I kind of, in retrospect, I love it. 
But I think that's because I forgot about the physical and mental pain. And mm. uh, I remember so. you really hated the stage makeup. Oh yeah, that's because it was so hard to get off. And I like that. I think that's why I didn't want to wear makeup for so long because I associated it with like <laughs> stage makeup. I'm like eyeliner. I don't want to look like I did at my dance performance in 2004. With like, stripples of pink <laughs> on your cheeks. But it, the thing is, it kind of did look good on stage. It looks really cute. Yeah. I guess it's stage makeup though. Yeah, stage makeup is always like that. I think the worst was putting it on. I didn't, because I didn't notice what I looked like afterwards, so I didn't really care. But, like, mm-hmm. she straight up would do, like, this. Like, I know you guys can't tell, but, like... <laughs> she is pushing my face <laughs> with her palm, and it hurts. Exactly. Like, I think half of the blush was just from physical force, oh, and not no. the actual, like... And that's when I first wore a red lipstick. Ooh. Classic. Yeah. As a six-year-old. I'm sorry. That was, I don't, that was kind of aggressive. That was. That hurt. <laughs> that's what my dance teacher did to me as a child. Do you think all Chinese school curriculums use the same set of textbooks? I don't know, but I know. Because, oh, like, Yao Chen Zhongwen is pretty, it seemed pretty standard. Yeah. I think. Yeah, because I feel like I grew up with Dao Wei and Xiao Yun yeah. and Haiwen. Okay. And Kang Wu. <laughs> the token minority. <laughs> I mean, Xiao Yun was Asian. She, yeah, I guess. But she went to Chinese textbook. Oh. Gotta. Well, I mean, everyone's gotta learn Chinese. That's what yeah, we learn. Yeah, y'all gotta learn Chinese. Chinese. That's what we learn from Jin. <laughs> Do you think they heard learn Chinese and they wanted to yes. learn Chinese? Tang Wu, 100%. <laughs> <laughs> Is that racist? <laughs> Okay, but when I was in Chinese school, they switched the curriculum. I don't know if it was, like, everybody switched the textbook or if it just happened to be, like, the upper levels. Because we switched to, I don't know her name. In my head, it's Ma Ling Shu, but I know that's wrong. I think it's Ma Ling, Ma Ling, Ma Ma I don't know, Ma something. If anyone knows, please tweet at Kangaroo Canal and tell me. I mean, at China Cool Pod and tell me. I just want to be Twitter famous. Yeah. Like, we switched it, and that one, it was so much harder, and the pictures weren't in color, and there weren't characters. Oh, I remember what you were talking about, where all the pictures turned into just, like, stencils of butterflies yeah. or something. and then we had, like, a CD-ROM or whatever, where we had to do assignments, and then, like, we had to do it, there's no way around it, because you get a code. Yeah. And then, like, do you remember that basketball thing, where you pick the right word, and the basketball goes, Tew! Yeah, I remember one time I did it, I was so mad because they'll like say the word, it's like audio, and then you just pick the right Wait, one. Wait, this is too high tech, I never did this. Yeah, this was like 2007 or 2008. Oh, I graduated. Yeah, you were done already. Yeah, so, yeah I think I was in maybe like third or fourth grade, but um, yeah, they say Wait, a you, word. Were you in t- third or fourth grade in 2007? Yeah. Oh my god. You're old, dude. Oh no! <laughs> 30 is soon. Oh no, not. It, time is relative. It's you're, fine. Yeah, you're right. We'll never die. <laughs> Do you have any fond memories from Chinese school? I remember doodling a lot on like the assignment sheets that they pass out every week. Mm. And oh, the bell. The physical bell that would go ding 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 yeah. ding that a volunteer would walk down with, like his baby. <laughs> oh, they no, they use what they used to do was like they walk through the halls with the yeah. bell, and then you like you think you hear it, and you're like. Oh, maybe. That's what the Chinese yeah. people before ours, like the Taiwanese people did. No, that's what they did for us. No, eventually they used the PA system, so oh, there's really? no there's no way you can like mishear it. So it was even more No, painful. when I was in Chinese school, it was definitely the physical battle. You were in Chinese school in the early 2000s. I was. I went to Chinese school in the information era. 
where we were able to utilize technology to enhance our education experience. Okay, for the record, we, we're like eight years apart. I'm not a monster. <laughs> eight years is a lot. You're saying five years is a lot earlier. Well, yeah, in your life. Eight, Shoot. Yeah. I'm talking myself into a hole. Eight years is like half of my life. Nuh-uh. I'm 17. I'm 17. You're not. I feel like I made a lot of good friends in Chinese school. Mm-hmm. And I, for that, I don't. I hate it. <laughs> That's true. I remember like a lot of your friends, like, or I would ask, like, oh, how do you know this person? You said, like, oh, through Chinese school. Yeah. I never made, like, friend, made friends through Chinese school, though, I think. Or not, like, close friends I still talk to now. Or even then, but I mean, it enhanced my already existing relationship. Yeah, I think our social network was tighter by the time you started going to Chinese school more because mm-hmm. when I started, like we had just moved oh, and um, like our family wasn't that involved like in the church or just mm-hmm. like the local Chinese community as much yet. Like we haven't made friends yet. So for me, it was just like I met one person and this person went to Chinese school with me and I met their friend who was also at Chinese school, and then we would hang out at Chinese school, and then there was one girl in one of my classes who, like, liked the same music as me, and, like, we would, make, like, actually make friends. Whereas for you, I feel like when by the time you started Chinese school, you already had some friends. Mm-hmm. And I think there were more there were more Chinese kids around your age than around my age. Oh, yeah, that's true. Because yeah. we're eight years apart. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> it makes Can this, like, not become a bit? <laughs> Oh yeah! Oh, you mentioned earlier, like the yeah. dance performances. That was like, oh, like the Chinese New Year one. Oh my, that was a bane of my existence. <laughs> like they were so cute. The performances were kind of fun though. Like I do kind of miss doing dance performances. Yeah, we had like these uh, New Year's performances every year, like around February, like naturally for Chinese New Year, but uh, or Lunar New Year, I should say. But we're just it was Chinese a Chinese school. school. It was yeah, Chinese, Chinese New Year. Chinese. Yeah. But there was always these, like, random acts, like, because there were multiple dance... Uh, there was always, like, the Kung Fu people. Oh, like, no one knew, I or I never knew, like, are they affiliated with the Chinese school, or are they just a part of the community? Like, yeah, it was wild. And I never knew any of the kids in there, but then, like, I think one year there was one girl I was, like, mild acquaintances with, and I wanted to ask her so badly, like, who are you guys, and where do you come from? How do you get, like, plugged into this Kung Fu community? <laughs> And like, because I don't know if it was like a local Kung Fu place or whatever. Probably. Probably. I don't know. In the moment, I was like always really confused. I was was like, whoa, they're so cool. Like, I wish I could do like cool, like choreographed moves to like cool music. Because they would play like punk rock in the background or something. They do like these flips and stuff. Early 2000s punk rock. I think it was a little harder than like punk rock. It was like hard rock, like. Well, that's true. Know. If you're doing kung fu, yeah, it was like cool, that. and I was like, "Wow, I want to be like that." But then I went on stage with my manhwaju, which is when you put your thumb and middle finger together to make it look more delicate, like a flower. <laughs> you were so delicate and yeah. small back then. I'm still delicate and small. I'm seventeen. <laughs> oh my god, I know. But yeah, and then there's there's always like those random acts, like that was like one kid act. Like I remember one year that some kid did a juggling act. And he was, like, pretty good. Like, he dropped it a lot, but then, like... And then, like, Chinese yo-yos. I don't think we had those, actually, in my time there, at I feel least. like I had one. Yeah. I'm sure. Yeah. Is that enough Chinese-American nostalgia? It's, we can never have too much. <laughs> Very true. Yeah. 
Well, if you've made it this far, thank you for tuning in into our first episode. Um, if you have any comments or suggestions, please send them our way because we don't really know what we're doing. Please DM them also so we don't get publicly shamed. We don't have enough clout for that yet. <laughs> you can find us on social media at China Cool Pod, or if you would prefer to harass us individually, I'm at Chenny Lucy everywhere. I have several. So on Instagram, I am at Taco Nick Bell, spelled exactly how you think it would be. And on Twitter, I am at Kangaroo Canal. That's a pun. So spelled how that would be. Yeah. And if you want to harass us uh, in a more private, more formal way, email is an option. Yeah. And if you know of anything really cool that you think we should talk about, oh, definitely yeah. share those with us. We love to learn and explore new things yeah and also if you have any if you have any uh nostalgic things related to chinese school yeah tweet at us we will share those or even um if it's not chinese school if you went to some other like intensive language school type thing just any sort of saturday school like extra school yeah send them over i feel like that's kind of universal well, that's it for today. Yeah. Um, join us in two weeks when we are going to be talking about Chinese reality TV. Ooh, that's a fun one. Yeah. So it'll be like dating shows and singing competitions. Yeah. And just a lot of random contests. Yeah. There's a lot of like that shows. one where they like look at your jade to see if it's real, if it's fake. They just oh, it. That. oh that was fantastic. <laughs> Well, hopefully that was enough to tease (laughs) ya. It was enough for me. I'll be here next time. I won't be flaking. (laughs) Thanks for listening, guys.